0: The blast from our past network
1: hello and welcome to the blast from our past podcast we're the podcast that gives you full on movie breakdowns tv show reviews and a whole lot more all from the things of our nostalgic past i'm adam i'm john
0: and i'm siobhan
1: Hey, Siobhan! What up? (laughs) What up? Our stepsister is jumping on this episode. In fact, she's taking over this episode because uh, it's an all Siobhan episode. Actually, it's kind of right around your birthday when this episode is coming out. So happy birthday to you.
0: You're right. (laughs) Oh, I feel so special.
1: (laughs) Actually, maybe not when this one comes out. But pretty close to when we're recording this one.
0: <laughs> good enough.
1: <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Actually, we're way ahead in our recording. We're actually a month ahead of our recording. So, uh, but yeah, happy birthday ish to you. And yeah, tell us, uh, tell us what we're going to be doing today because this was you picked this entire
2: episode.
0: Yeah, this is a Siobhan Connolly exclusive. So we <laughs> will be talking about Clueless as well as Hey Arnold, and we will be recasting Clueless. So it's going to be. A fantastic episode for all the girlies out there.
1: (laughs) You are so confident. Actually, I remember you saying that. John and I, uh, when we started the podcast a while back, I kind of, like, checked in with you at one point. I was like, hey, have you listened to any of the episodes? And you're like, well, most of your content isn't very female-oriented.
0: Well, I had to rage quit when you guys had an episode about Doug, and you were just trashing it, and I was just so offended. I just, I I couldn't keep on.
1: Oh, damn.
0: (laughs) No, but what I think is kind of interesting. So I'm John and Adam's stepsister. So I was born in 1990. You guys are 80 and 85, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So I think, I don't know, I find like with your childhood stuff, how old you are really matters in how you view it. So especially for you, John, I'm super eager to see what you think about Hey Arnold. If Because like, I still think it's fantastic, even as an adult. So I'm curious to see somebody who didn't watch it for the first time as like a young, young child, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. what your impression is, if it actually holds up.
1: We will find out. We shall. (laughs) Um... And and something that John and I have found out is those five years can make a huge mm-hmm. difference. So between the difference between me and John, and then also the difference between me and you, five years between each. And so, yeah, you got that 10 years between y'all. So like yeah. totally different nostalgic shows. No,
0: another one I thought, I listened to your Nickelodeon, your top 10 Nick shows, and I thought that that was really interesting seeing kind of the discrepancy. I even kind of just like thought through what my list would be. And I'm sure some of the ones that I put on there, you guys probably wouldn't have even heard of at that point. Uh, yeah. Probably, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if like um recess was that I don't even know if that was even Nickelodeon. Recess,
0: recess well, that was on like Disney or oh, No no okay. no not Disney. The ABC One Family Morning. Gotcha. Like it was on one of the non cable channels, I think. Like a network channel. Mm-hmm. But um oh that's one of my other favorites. Recess. Good
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> Good call. Good call. <laughs> well actually there's some shared voices with some people on Recess and uh Hey, hey Arnold! Arnold. Just yeah. a couple, yeah, a couple of characters. Yeah, no, no I don't. Th- yeah, none of like the huge characters, but some of the other ones. So, um, but Clueless. This movie came out 1995. John, could you set our minds back to that year?
2: So the movie was released on July 19th, 1995. The Billboard Top 100 single of that week was Waterfalls by TLC. <laughs>
1: Classic and classic
2: music video as well. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I mean the yeah. the 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 computer graphics don't quite hold up anymore if you go back and watch no. it, but the song definitely still holds up. Oh yeah, uh, topping the Nielsen ratings is no surprise for something in the mid '90s. It was Friends. <gasps> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the New York Times bestseller was a book called Beach Music by Pat Conroy, and I didn't look anything up further from that because no. I'm not familiar with that one. There are a few other uh, books on on, uh, on that list that I recognize, just not this one. Okay. And uh, right around this time, uh, a game called Flight Unlimited, which was a flight simulator, was released for Windows 95, so for our okay. computer gaming uh, fans out there, one of the early flight sim games, and my weird fun fact for 1995, a New Mexico state senator named Duncan Scott introduced an amendment that psychologists would be required to wear a wizard's hat when they testified in court.
0: <laughs> what was his reasoning? I,
2: it, I didn't give its reasoning. It said that the amendment <laughs> was passed with a unanimous Senate vote, but it was a, it was removed from the bill before it was moved to the House, so it never God. saw the light of day. Well, cuz he bad. he didn't believe in mental health i guess and thought
1: they were all voodoo <gasps> things that's my guess that is so yep. rude <laughs> yeah that is very rude <laughs> <laughs> and that was 1995 all right what a wild wacky year it was yeah uh, yeah yeah let's uh i guess you know whatever talk clueless as, <laughs> as if if <laughs> All right, Clueless 1995, written and directed by Amy Heckerling. Uh, she also wrote and directed Look Who's Talking One and Look Who's Talking Two, and she directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Johnny Dangerously. Uh, so, oh, wow. Funky different group of, of things there for her. Uh, the music was done by someone who I thought was particularly interesting as well. Also worked on um, Who Look Who's Talking What? His name is David Kate. He also did classics like Surf Ninja. Uh, can't Hardly Wait, Scary Movie, <laughs> Ghost World, which is one I know John likes, mm-hmm. Cadet Kelly, which might be one Siobhan <gasps> remembers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Hillary of course. Duff, Classic. <laughs> Bad Santa and Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Ooh. So kind of a nice array. Uh, and then the other person I want to call out in the crew is Bill
2: Pope, who is the cinematographer. That name sounds familiar like you've mentioned him before.
1: Um, I, ha- I don't know if I have. I can't remember. Okay. But... You will absolutely recognize his work. And his stuff kind of gets more and more impressive. Uh, so he did some music videos for Peter Gabriel um, back in the day, as well as Metallica. Uh, he did the their music video for One. He also did the cinematography for Darkman, uh, Army of Darkness, so a couple of Sam Raimi stuff. One that kind of fits in with this movie is Blank Check. He uh, was the videographer for that oh, one. Oh,
0: nice. I love that movie.
1: Then his tier goes up because he was the cinematographer for the all three of the Matrix trilogy films, and you got to admit, like those things looked impressive, particularly the first one. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man yeah. Two, as well as Spider Man Three, Team America, which you got to be <laughs> interesting how you <laughs> how you shoot that one. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I love. The oh, that's Jungle incredible. Book, Baby Driver, and also most or one of the more recent ones, Shang Chi. He was oh, the, nice. the director, and that was gorgeous. Yeah. So it's particularly interesting seeing like this guy has a, a wide array uh, yeah. under his belt. So. All right, the cast for this film, Cher, is played by Alicia Silverstone. Uh We remember her from Batman and Robin, unfortunately. Uh, also, <laughs> Blast from the Past, which is that movie. I actually kind of like that one, the Brendan Fraser cute little comedy. It was cute. Yeah. And then um, I think we've, we've already talked about her at, on the Aerosmith music videos.
2: Yeah. She will forever be. That's
1: what I will know her <laughs> from forever.
0: I think this was her biggest film, though. Abso-
3: yeah, as yeah. a film,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Funny enough, Sarah Michelle Geller was offered the role. Really? Of Cher, yeah, but she turned it down because of scheduling conflicts um, with All My Children. She was on that show at the time.
0: Interesting. No, well, it's kind of funny because I feel like the—I mean, we'll get to it, of course—but like the writing in this show is kind of reminiscent, also, of Buffy in the elevated way that they talk. I could totally see Sarah Michelle Gellar in
3: this.
1: When I saw that fact, I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. she could pull this off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Reese Witherspoon auditioned for the role, as did Zoe okay. Dashnell. Hmm. Dashnell. So, but uh, obviously, going to Alicia. I didn't
2: Silver. realize Zoe Deschanel was that young or that yeah. old. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dion is played by Stacey Dash. Uh, she was in Sharknado 4. <laughs> she was in uh, also Dion in the Clueless TV show. Mm-hmm. Her and a couple different people actually reprised mm-hmm. their roles, including Donald Faison uh, reprised his role in the TV show. And then she became at one point a Fox News pundit yeah. and like a hardcore Trump supporter. Yeah, she's like majorly MAGA. Yeah, I I think I saw that she has kind of denounced all that now. Hmm. I think I saw that, but, you know, still. A weird turn, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that was an interesting turn. So, uh, And then Ty is played by Brittany Murphy. She was in Sin City, King of the Hill, Eight Mile, just married, and, of course, she unfortunately passed away in 2009.
2: I want to shout out her performance in Girl Interrupted. I thought she was amazing Mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. Good call. That's
0: what I think of her from, too. Aside, aside from this,
1: uh,
2: Josh is played by
1: Paul Rudd. I mean, he's actually become the biggest star out of this film without question.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Yep. So, Ant Man in the MCU, the Anchorman movies, Ghostbusters, Afterlife. You know, he's awesome, and he's still, hilarious. and
2: still, you know, looks not exactly as young, but still looks pretty young for a fifty-year-old man. Legit. I almost just recast him as Josh because <laughs> I have on him on my <laughs> list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you, can, you don't even really need to de-age him all that much. You can totally just play that character again. <laughs> Murray is played by Donald Faison. We talked about him when we talked Scrubs. Of course, that's who he is forever for me and John. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also in Remember the Titans. And Ooh. like I said, he uh, um, was in the Clueless TV show as well. And then Travis played by Breckenmeyer, who I remember from Road Trip Rat Race. Uh, he did a lot of stuff with Robot Chicken down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Franklin and Bash and then I didn't realize he also did a voice on King of the Hill uh, he was Joseph Gribble who was um, the son of Dale Gribble who was obviously John Redcorn's son but Dale never knew that uh, <laughs> don't worry about it, Keisha and I are going through King of the Hill King of the Hill, actually I don't know why, I never watched it when I was younger and yeah. I don't think she did either but we're kind of going through it and enjoying it so, and then uh, lastly the person I'm going to call out right now is Mel Horowitz, uh, the dad of Shares, played by Dan Hedea uh, John and I talked about him actually a couple times mm-hmm. in Rookie of the Year and The Addams Family. Uh, he was also in Usual Suspects and a bunch of stuff. He was a an awesome actor.
2: He wasn't the so. guy from Commando, was he? Oh, I think so. I think that was him. Okay, Now, now we got to look it I up. I can say right? now I got to look it up. That was 80-something, wasn't
1: it? And I always get him confused with the guy from... It was absolutely him from Commando. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I was pretty sure. But I do get him confused sometimes with the guy from Quantum Leap. <laughs> Because they oh, look kind of yeah. similar, they do look. They have, they have <laughs> similar facial features. Yes. Uh, one fun little thing about Clueless, it was loosely based on Jane Austen's 1815 novel Emma, uh, with the modern day setting of Beverly Hills. Did you ever read that book, Siobhan?
0: I didn't. But while I was preparing for this, I kind of looked up similarities and like some mm. of the weirder plot points to see if like they're they're from Emma. Um, but also, this was kind of a thing in the late 90s, mid late 90s. I looked up some others. We had. Um, what was it? Bridget Jones' Diary is Pride and Prejudice. We had 10 oh, okay. Things I Hate About yeah. You based on Taming of the Shrew. Mm-hmm. Um, one based on Othello. It was, oh, I didn't oh, see oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was
1: the um, Julia Stiles one.
0: Yeah, who was also in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like a weird <laughs> thing phase yeah. that Hollywood went through.
1: Yeah, got popular. All right. And uh, last little thing the budget of this film was $12 million and it made $56 million. So, that was pretty solid. Solid investment. Them. All right, let's get into our scene by scene breakdown. We start off we start off with the song "Kids in America" by the Muffs. The
3: round.
1: Uh, as we get our little title sequence going on, That's a good, I enjoyed that song.
2: Yeah, I think the soundtrack in this film was surprisingly good. Oh yeah. Uh huh. It was very, everything about
1: this film is super 90s. Mm-hmm. And so for nostalgia geeks like us, it just kind of, you could easily just kind of get your brain back in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, during this time, we see Cher and Amber and Dion. And just immediately you can tell these are very privileged, like very, very privileged high school kids. And uh, Cher-, Cher narrates. Things. I actually I really like that aspect about this film is that, you know, Cher, we get her narration and kind of some kind of her internal monologue mm-hmm. at times. And we see her picking out her clothes on this computer, uh, which for the time was probably very impressive. Now, <laughs> you know, it's like, OK,
0: no, th- I mean, this is still impressive that she just has like a computer game that tells her if it's a match like it. And then yep. the clothing just pops out. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, who, yep. who
2: nowadays has time to document their clothing like that? so
0: No, that would definitely take. <laughs> Quite a bit of time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Especially at the rate
1: that she buys them and gets new clothes. Very true. So uh, we find out her dad is a high-powered lawyer and that she's got a stepbrother who's going to be coming into town while in the background, I'm just a girl from No Doubt plays. And that is like the, I feel like, one of the quintessential, guess what, it's set in the 90s kind of songs. (laughs) 100%.
0: Like Michelle and Romy and Michelle's high school reunion features that. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, So she picks up Dion and Dion just looks so posh. Like these funky hats and just her like her clothing is is, is extra chic if you Yeah. Cher goes, she's my
0: friend because we both know what it's like for people to be jealous of us. (laughs) Which I thought was so
1: funny. Yeah, there are it's it's fun Relating to the character of Cher because at sometimes she seems very real and she seems somewhat down to earth, but then she kind of snaps out of it and you get like these things that you're just like, oh wow, you are a spoiled <laughs> little brat. <laughs> but it's it's played up well. They do it's a good balance. oh Oh, one hundred percent. Because I don't, I wouldn't say there's really there's maybe only one time that I actively don't care for her character or like you know kind of don't root for her. Mm-hmm. But every other time, you know, I'm I'm pretty much rooting for you're her. She seems. Yeah. Exactly. They go to school. We meet her bo- boyfriend, Murray. I will say, John, it is, I-, I don't know if you have this problem, but there are certain actors that I cannot separate from certain roles. And Donald Faison, for me, is I just see Turk when I see him on screen.
2: Yeah, I hate to say it, but it's the same for me.
1: Yeah. And so when he wasn't acting like Turk, I was like, who is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't goofy enough for me.
0: What's the vibe of Turk? I've only, like, I haven't really watched Scrubs.
1: Fair. He is very much a goofball like mm. he is just a he's, he's a kind of like a boy's boy but like a man child at the same time you know okay. like he, he likes to he likes to be like you know oh I'm the tough cool guy so I know Murray does have that aspect yeah. where he wants to be the cool guy but he also wouldn't be like the silly goofy nerd that Donald Fazon also is
0: yeah I got you, know? you
1: or Turk is so and then as they're walking into school we get the first of many as ifs I don't know why Dion's going out with a high school boy they're like dogs
0: you have to clean them and feed them and there's just like these nervous creatures that jump and slobber
1: all over you.
3: Ew! Get off of me! Ugh, as if!
1: Which is just some of the slang that this movie is known for. It's just, it really did beget a generation mm-hmm. of, you know, late 90s slang that people just started using this stuff like crazy. <laughs> Uh, We meet one of the the debate teacher, Wallace Shawn. Uh, We love him. Inconceivable man from Princess Bride. And Cher gives this terrible but (laughs) impassioned debate. And I had to ask Siobhan, did that hurt you? Because you are a debate teacher. Now you're a debate coach. Like, does that, does some of her speeches here, does that like just kind of a dagger or do you love them?
0: Uh, I mean, I absolutely love it, but I definitely think that she deserved the C minus that she <laughs> <Yeah>. eventually gets.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I think in a lot of ways, the C minus was probably uh, a
0: bit generous. A bit generous, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it like compared to the rest of the class, I love that they just look out on the class and everybody's just like has nose splints from yeah. their nose jobs, and it's just. Mm-hmm. Like... I
2: started to notice that all the way through the movie. There's background <laughs> characters that have the nose splints, and at first, I was. I was like, "What is that?" Because I watched this movie with uh, my wife and daughter. Because my wife had watched it when uh, when she was younger. I have actually oh never really? seen it, so this was my first time seeing the movie.
1: Really? Yes. This is also my first time seeing
2: the movie.
0: Are you serious?
2: One hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> so I at, at, at first and so at first I was like, why you know, why did, why did I see, the, I saw a couple of them, and she goes, oh, because it's Beverly Hills. They've all had nose jobs. Yeah. Then I started to see Duh. it everywhere. <laughs> yeah I started to notice it in background <laughs> characters and all over the place, which I actually liked. I actually thought that was a funny little joke that was going on. Yeah. There's a lot of that kind of like uh, cleverness and wit in this mm-hmm. film,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
1: just to spoil a little bit of my thoughts at the end, but like, yeah, there was far more wit than I realized. Oh, yeah. So, especially with it being, uh, you know, my first time, you know, you, I hear about things, you know, I see you see all the, the yellow plaid in particular, yeah. but all the plaid like those things are iconic and the what the whatever and the what ifs or the as ifs, you know, I hear about that stuff, but I've not really I don't know much about the plot. I didn't know about. Yeah, all of the writing. So uh, let's get back to it, though.
0: Well, hmm. so on her speech, so she's talking. For those that haven't seen it, she's having mm-hmm. to give a, a debate on why immigrants should be let into the country, and so she's yes. talking about the Haitian should be let in because well, I think what she about- says
1: Haitians.
0: Well, that's okay. That's what, that was my point. <laughs> so apparently, Alicia Silverstone just said Haitians, and they thought it was so hysterical. They were like, "No, no, no!" no. Like that's what you're saying.
1: <laughs> it, it and it is far funnier. So it's like, yeah, she didn't realize she that was no uh, that was the thing. <laughs> Uh, we also meet Travis in the cra- in the class. He's this kind of grungy skater kid.
0: Travis Birkenstock is his name, which I think <laughs> is just so fantastic. <laughs> oh.
1: Uh, so yeah, they we find out that uh, she got a uh, a C in her class. Well, not so.
0: before Travis attempts suicide after yeah. getting <laughs> yes. his report card, and also makes a speech about how he just like randomly has this insight that the way he feels about Rolling Stones is the way his kids were gonna feel about Nine Inch Nails, so he should have more compassion for True. his mother. Just like out of nowhere, I just I just love Travis. He yeah. he's probably my favorite character. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: Uh, Cher and Dion, I like this, again, this quick, fun little scenes where you just get a little bit of wit in them, where Cher and Dion are talking on their cell phone, and then they just pull up next to each other, (laughs) still talking for a minute, and then they just seamlessly glide into talking side by side. Um, I mean, again, just showing these little things of, at that time, 1995, kids with cell phones was unheard of. Oh, yeah,
0: (laughs) no, that's the, how you knew she was rich.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. We find out that Cher's mother passed away when she was a baby, uh, so it's just been pretty much her and her dad, and then uh, various stepmothers, and potentially lots of various stepmothers, it sounds like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then seemingly also it's for a very short amount of times. So, I mean, we get that Josh, you know, he, we see him, he got home, and they bicker as siblings do, you know, kind of cute banter back and forth. And again the cell phone jokes they have dinner um, while at the ce- while at the at the table they hear one ring and then all of them pick up at the same time thinking it's them so it's just kind of cute share uh, we get a little scene here where she starts working on her grades by talking to teachers and making up excuses and she does pretty good I mean this is kind of really honestly showing her debate skills are mm-hmm. better than C minus quality when she puts her mind to it
0: 100%. So. Yeah. She's a major daddy's girl taking after her father, the high-powered attorney. I, I got to yes.
2: admit, I was actually impressed with her as a student to, to like, other than, like, the C-minus, everything else she had were, were A's in mm-hmm. classes, and mm-hmm. someone who's, like, the popular girl, I would almost never expect to kind of care what their grades were going to be. I don't know. Maybe it was just me.
1: I mean, that's fair. You know, in, in, like, movie, especially, like, Beverly Hills, California trope, Right. they're not, like, yeah, yeah, top students.
0: Well, it's a so. really good school, as Sharepoint Tia <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> says that. So, all right. Um, but to clear her head from not being able to up her debate grade, she goes to the mall and decides that, you know, she uh, wants to make him happy. And that's what will ultimately help her gra- raise her grade is because he's just you know like an un- unhappy dude right now he needs a boink fest is the line <laughs> that she says he needs a boink fest but there are no good options uh and then she ultimately lands on miss geist who is the only one with potential so sharon dion uh kind scheming and they put a rose and a note into miss geist's school mailbox to try and set them up
0: yeah, and she, so she puts like, I don't know, actually, no, it's probably from Emma, is my guess, is where the quote comes probably. from. Yeah. But Dion is like, that's beautiful. And Cher goes, duh, it's like a famous quote. And she goes from wearing, Cher goes, Cliff's notes.
3: Yeah, I know. That
1: was a good line. Uh, Travis is told he has the most tardies, and he gives this. Acceptance speech. Incredible. He's thanking
0: the workers at McDonald's, the bus (laughs) driver, for making him late.
1: Uh, Cher then starts kind of planting some more seeds on this kind of budding love between Miss Geist and Mr. Hall. Just kind of mentioning little things. Oh, I heard you are the smartest guy in school. You know, Miss Geist told me that. Things like that. Just kind of, she is really crafting this relationship. Mm -hmm. Mel, her dad, uh, sees a notice of Cher's driving issues. And we find out she only has a permit, even though like we had seen a scene of her driving with Dion <laughs> before. Now here's where we find out she only had a permit and she's not allowed to drive without a licensed driver. Uh, so she kind of decides to make Josh be her designated licensed uh, driver with her.
0: But she approaches him. So he's out reading by the pool. He's reading Nietzsche wearing a black turtleneck, like sunglasses. Yeah. just like he's growing a goatee. It's just so Super absurd. college. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It, it is exactly like the stereotypical, uh, I'm so much smarter than everyone college vibe. I mean, that's how I felt in college. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> not, not, no a, not at UGA. Not really. I don't think any of us, no. not all of us are <laughs> grads at UGA. Us, but... <laughs> so Cher kind of continues the matchmaking and she kind of sets this little mini date out by the bench for Mr. Hall and Miss Geist. And it totally works. You know, we also find out that their grades are vastly improving along with Mr. Hall's happiness. And then we get a song, Change, by the Lightning Seeds, as a montage plays of kind of them doing some different dates and stuff. The
3: world is full of fools who never get it right you don't know what to do So you do anything you like
1: uh, Her dad... Is super proud, uh, not really of her getting the good grade, but persuading her way from a C plus to an A minus, <laughs> exactly as Siobhan mentioned. He
0: couldn't be happier unless they were based on real grades themselves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, in gym class, uh, we see the girls also kind of talking their way their way out of doing anything physical. But then in comes a new student. We get Ty. Uh, obviously, you have Brittany Murphy's character. And we just kind of see Amber. Amber is... Peppered in every now and then. She's just she's kind of a mean little person. They're
0: all mean. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Dion is super mean, but she's hilarious, but she's just so <laughs> mean.
1: I mean, this had to be some inspiration for mean girls, or was there another was there another inspiration for mean girls? Heathers I is
0: Heathers is like the blatant. That makes
1: yeah. a lot of sense too. Another yeah, of absolutely. my favorites, yeah. Cher thinks. Ty is clueless, and you know she wants to help her out a bit, kind of. Yeah, well, feeling- Cher
0: wants to do a bunch of good deeds. She feels exactly. so great after the matchmaking that she's found a new purpose in life as a, as a good good deed doer.
1: Uh, and then any good high school movie, we kind of get a rundown on the different cliques, kind of walk down the hall, and kind of, like, all right, here's the. Uh- uh the, the Persians the here. It's the burnouts and all. exactly you get all those little groups, you know, <laughs> called out. That's just any I feel like any good high school movie has to have that a scene like that. Travis meets Ty in the lunch line and they connect over Marvin the Martian. <laughs> and <laughs> she goes, I can do Marvin the Martian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's got this thick, like New York accent. Yeah. Um and she just looks ultra like kind of frumpy currently.
0: Yeah, I'm so curious about her background. Like we never meet her parents or things Mm. like that like what is her family life like
1: yeah uh, i would like a little bit more but uh yeah we just kind of know yeah she's from out of town she's also yeah a little i guess a little bit more experienced than some of the other Mm -hmm. girls and we'll find that out later one of her early lines was something about drugs about weed or whatnot, and they're like...
0: She was like, I could go for an herbal refreshment, and yeah, Dion herbal says, herbal. well, we'll get some... We don't have tea, but we have Coke. And Coke. she goes, you guys have Coke here? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, she's she's experienced some of those things uh, more than the other girls. <laughs> oh, and by the way, there's lots of Coke in Beverly Hills. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> lots. Uh, but Ty, all excited about Travis, kind of goes and tells Cher, Shar- who disapproves. E- instead, we, uh, you know, wa- she wants to work her over for well she wants to do a little makeover of her to try and get her a better guy and so we get that uh, makeover montage with the song S- Supermodel by Jill Sobule.
0: classic
1: yeah it's very solid One of my faves <laughs> uh, Cher works, uh, works out with Ty doing buns of steel and other things like that um, and we see Josh noticing and you know they kind of end up talking uh, they kind of step aside and talk and I do love Cher, Cher's line here
0: I want to do something good for humanity
1: and his response how about sterilization how about sterilization <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was particularly quick So, but, you know, Josh kind of feels bad for Ty. He knows she's kind of just a project for Cher. And then I'm going to go, not off the rails, but I'm going to side tangent here. I noticed as Josh was making his sandwich in this scene. So he had bread and then put turkey. And then he was about to put like the top piece of bread on top of it. So he get mayo and he spread the mayo on top of the turkey. And I was like, are you fucking insane? You put the mayo on the bread.
2: It's funny. What? I noticed something in that scene, too, but it wasn't the sandwich. It was the fact that they have restaurant coolers, restaurant refrigerators in their domestic kitchen. Those, those, <laughs> those, those are not like fancy residential refrigerators. Those are actual restaurant refrigerators that they had in theirs.
0: Well, I noticed also in the makeover montage, they're putting mm-hmm. curlers in her hair, and they're putting Coke cans as yeah, the Yeah, I saw that, too. Which makes oh, I, no <laughs> sense. Like, the curls oh. didn't work. They weren't, like, huge the way they would be from a Coke can. I've never heard of anyone doing that, and you wouldn't do that for, like, Are, if you were super rich, and, like, I don't it's Yeah,
1: weird. it was weird. Aren't they supposed to heat them up? Doesn't that help keep the curl? And so, like, a Coke can, wouldn't that
2: not work? I
0: would think that Cher could afford, like, <laughs> you know, <Curlers>? hot rollers. <laughs> Yeah, very strange.
2: Yeah, but to answer your question, Adam, uh, yes, that makes him a monster. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> nobody, nobody in their right mind puts the mayo directly on the It goes It's always on the bread. It is meant as a, it is meant as a barrier between uh-huh. the filling and the bread. So is for something like like a lettuce or something that's that's particularly wet um, uh-huh. doesn't you know squish up the bread or anything like that. Hmm. Makes sense because it's an most most spreads are oil based and so they're yeah. they're not gonna absorb uh, any of the like water from any of the vegetables or anything like that.
0: I almost wonder if Paul Rudd did it just like as a joke to see if anyone would notice. <laughs> I, would not, him him like, I would, <laughs> would
2: not put that past him. Was that intentional? I absolutely would not put that past him. And it'll be like, yes, like thirty-five whatever, 16, years, five. Or, yeah. If we ever get a chance to interview him, that's gonna be the first question I ask. What? Yeah. Is, <laughs> did you do, did you make your sandwich this way on purpose? <laughs> the
0: people need to know.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, we've the hard hitting questions here on Blast from Our Past. All right. Uh, Ty gets an invite to a party up in the valley from Travis. Uh, Of course, Cher doesn't think she should go because it's up in the valley and their parties only last like an hour and it takes that long to get there. (laughs) That is the thing, though. There is there is like that barrier of going up to the valley in L.A. and not where it is tough for some people and and vice versa, where it's like, I just don't want to go up there. And really, it only takes like usually 30 minutes to get up there.
2: Um, maybe, you know, 45 depending on the spot, but like, it's not that. I want to call something out. Um, when she's talking to her father and he goes everywhere in LA is 20 minutes. I call <laughs> <Yeah>. absolute bullshit <laughs> on that. Cause I've, I, I didn't live in LA like Adam, but I visited quite a bit and nothing was 20 minutes away.
1: Even, even when you're in like the LA side, going from one side of LA to the other, it's still like 45 minutes forever for every everywhere yeah, at it's not the, it
2: best at best yeah
1: yeah so that's complete bullshit
2: <laughs> we were lied to <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly all right um so Cher is trying to find another guy and she picks Elton to try and you know match up with uh with Ty so uh, we get a quick we get a scene with um dinner with dad and Ty joins in more cell phone jokes uh, Dion calls and finds out that Elton put up this picture that uh, Cher took of Ty in his locker, and that they are going to go to this valley party. So they all end up going. Travis gets there, all excited, and I do. I I got to call out this line when they walk in. Cher immediately says, "Let's do a lap before we commit to a location," <laughs> and I felt that that was a legit thing people did at parties. Yeah. You have to you have to walk all the way around. So.
0: I know, but most of her advice was just, like, so cringy. of, like, I don't know, like, pretend to laugh. And then Ty just looks like a psychopath, just, like, laughing in the middle of Travis's (laughs) conversation. He's like, what are you laughing at?
2: True. True. So,
1: (laughs) get a little bit of uh, animosity between Cher and Amber, uh, who wears a dress that she apparently just wore for that kind of culture. Yes, that definitely would have been uh, a thing. Uh, Then Travis spills beer on her shoes, and he offers her a peace offering. With some weed, so they smoke up.
0: Well, but not, but not before he says, before. "It's a small price to pay to the party gods." Yeah, <laughs> I that was so funny.
1: <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a, a line. One hundred percent
0: a Travis Birkenstock.
1: Yes, and so they then later play the game "suck or blow," which I never played that game. I never Me heard neither. of that game.
2: I've seen it or I've heard of it. I've never played it. Apparently, they were so bad at it that they eventually they tried so many different ways to get it to work that they had to use extra sticky chapstick on everyone to get the stupid <laughs> card to stick because it would not stick.
1: <laughs> mm.
2: Okay. Or they just couldn't They couldn't keep the suction on it for That's whatever
1: reason. Probably why we never played it and never yeah. heard of it because it's just that difficult to do. But w- during that game, uh, Elton obviously intentionally drops it to kiss Cher. So he can kind of even start telling here yeah. he's not into tie he's into share. So Murray does start shaving his head and Dion disapproves. <laughs> I like their little scene. They bicker. I mean that's that's part of their funny relationship yeah. is they secretly you know are very kind to each other when they're on their own. Even a line later that we hear is Cher mentions oh when they think no one's looking they're actually very sweet. But like they fight all the time. They just seem like that crazy couple mm-hmm. and she. Threatens to call his mother and does so. So that's yeah, very funny. Which I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't think um, most mothers would get all that upset from somebody shaving their head. But it's but.
0: right ahead of yearbook pictures. Uh, <laughs> what is Dion going to tell her grandchildren?
1: <laughs> Fair. All right. Travis flirts with Ty, but Cher intervenes, and she's trying to push the Elton thing anyway, who isn't interested in her. And then all of a sudden, a rogue shoe. Knocks Ty in the head and <laughs> gives her a concussion uh, even when she leans up. I like that when she when she sits up on the table, she bonks her head again. I thought that was – actually laughed at that one. Uh, Cher then gets a call from her dad who is pissed that she isn't home, and he once hears the line that John hates, and it was completely bullshit. Get, I want you home in 20 minutes because everywhere in L.A. takes 20 minutes. So, hell no. Um, and then on the way home, Elton, well, there's this back and forth. I like that little scene, but and did you had,
0: guys happen to notice that there were Christmas decorations all over?
1: I you did not. there Look were that.
0: Christmas decorations everywhere when when the girl is taking Ty home in the car, she has like a big Santa, like in the scene. <laughs> it was oh. like, is this Christmas
1: time it I guess bizarre. so oh, she oh, right. <laughs> I do remember she was like taking one of, like, yeah, she was yeah, taking one of their home decorations <laughs> exactly. Um, and there was a yeah, funny little scene where, Cher was trying to get Ty to go with Elton, but he kind of kept trying to get, Share uh, Cher to go with him and ends up, that's what happens. He's, uh, Elton's going to take Cher. They're driving and they stop at a, uh, circus liquor parking lot. And, you know, Cher was trying to talk up Ty, but didn't work. And he is, uh, going to try, he tries to make out with her and she shoots him down as if she's going to make out with him. No. And she, uh, Gets out of the car, starts to kind of, like, walk away, and so he just ditches her. He's pissed and ditches her there, which then, of course, she gets mugged. Gun pulled on her. Great little line. Hand it over. Uh, Give me the phone. Uh, okay. 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 Bag to Come on!
3: All right, now, uh, get down on the ground. Face down.
0: Come on! Oh, no. You don't understand. This isn't a an liar. And a what-a? <sighs> Like a totally important designer,
1: and I will totally shoot you in the head. She, of course, doesn't want to drop down to the ground because
0: uh, it'll ruin her dress.
1: It's yeah, it's an uh, Alia, or, or I can't even, I don't even remember what it is. Some designer I couldn't afford, I can tell you. <laughs>
0: I know, so. I love that she like maintains the entitlement throughout, like being yes. mocked.
1: Uh, she's kind of stuck in the valley, so she calls Josh to pick her up, which he does because uh, he was with a girl um, who is this college snobby intellectual type like to the extreme but we don't really see her ever again so mm-hmm. i guess maybe there were some scenes or something where or she's just like a, a little fling or something yeah at school ty is upset that elton doesn't like her and so to make her feel better they go to the mall and uh they're talking like at you know what a one of the restaurants or something we find out Cher is a virgin saving herself for luke perry <laughs> and i have to call out dion's line
0: share you're a virgin God, you say that, that's a bad thing. Besides, the PC term is hymenally challenged.
1: Hymenally challenged. <laughs> I thought that was the particularly, correct term. Yes. Show Cher, Cher wants to try and find another guy for Ty. Great, great line here. You know, searching for a boy in high school is as useless as searching for meaning in a Polly Shore movie. <laughs> that was so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So then in comes kind of a hunky little dude named Christian, Christian who is trying to be like this Dean Martin type. He does look like a little douche turd, thing, I will say. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know, if I saw him in person, I would, I would. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's got his vibes. He's
0: got some swag. Yeah.
1: He's got some swag. Exactly. And Cher is totally interested and she's flirting with him.
0: I loved her move. She has that fluffy pen, which every girl in the 90s just like <laughs> coveted. But she just yeah. knocks the pen off blatantly so that he'll come in and grab it so that she kind of has her opening to talk to him. And he goes, mm-hmm. Nice stems about her legs. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. yeah.
1: That's good. Uh, we then see that Cher gives another terrible debate. Uh, I can't remember what this one was about, but it was not good. It was probably worse than the Haitian one. Um, and. No, this was
0: about um, uh, if there should be violence on TV. And then she's like, but what about the news?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If we all just, you know, had peace, then we wouldn't have to worry about this. And show shouldn't have to
0: sacrifice it for entertainment value. (laughs) Yeah. That's fantastic. Really
1: bad. But Christian said that he dug it at the end. So she's feeling, okay. yeah, there's maybe some sparks here. Uh, To try and manipulate him, she starts sending herself flowers and chocolates to try and get his attention, make her like you know feel like other people like her, to hopefully make him make a move. And then another solid line here, and she's like, "Oh, when you get, and I want to, you're gonna show skin because it makes guys think of you naked, which makes them think of sex." (laughs) And I'm just like, "Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) That is correct. That is the exact logical progression uh, of the guy's mind." Uh, Cher is gonna go to a party with Christian and you know she does the classic girl thing I don't think all girls do this but those kind of entitled girls they follow the rules they have to make the guy wait for them so she has Josh let him in and he has to wait Mel though does not approve of Christian right away and he says a wonderful line hey you anything happens to my daughter I got a 45 and a shovel I doubt anybody would miss you. I, that one I thought was a great line.
0: He also asked, do you drink? And Or he goes, you drink? And Christian goes, oh, sure, you know. And he's like, I'm not offering you a drink. <laughs> and then that was funny.
1: Exactly. Josh decides to go to the party to keep an eye on Cher. And when he leaves, Mel kind of glances over at him and gives a nice little smile. And you could kind of tell right there, in my opinion, I think Mel knew even then, that Josh kind of had a thing for for sharing. For his kinda, sister? For his stepsister. <laughs> ex, ex, ex step, step sister. Sister. Okay? We're, we're going to allow this because they're ex stepsisters and they probably weren't siblings for all that long. Uh,
2: I was going to save this for the end, but I am pretty sure that this film is the origins of what became, <laughs> uh, what are you doing, step-bro? Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Like... like. Mm,
2: it, fine. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't worry.
1: <laughs> porn is inundated with step sibling porn. Like that is such a thing, yeah. uh, and like that is such it's a weird that it's so prevalent. Mm. It, is, it is disturbingly prevalent. <laughs> I know. So, so, uh, and this could be it. Yeah, this could have been the start of that. So, uh, anyway, we cut to the party and the mighty mighty Boston's. No Doubt and Mighty Mighty Boss Stones are maybe the two most, even though No Doubt moved on and like continued in the 2000s, Like those two are some of the most 90s
2: yeah. bands ever. And they, Mighty Mighty Parti- Boss Stones just announced that they broke up. Oh, really? Yeah, like a oh, few yeah. weeks ago. I mean, I can't say I knew that they were still together. I'll, I'll, but... I'll be honest, I was shocked that it made the news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's
0: fair. I've never heard of that band. <laughs> uh, you,
2: they did. You probably know their song Im- "Impression." Yeah, that I the get. impression
1: well, that I from I get, uh, the
0: movie from Clueless.
1: Well, yeah, the, which well, they didn't play that song though. You might know it, but um, all right. We see Ty comes into the party, immediately falls down the <laughs> stairs. She's she's just a klutz. Girl. She's not she's not quite to the level of uh, Dion and Cher. Elton is there with Amber. So he's just, he just wants sex. He just, whatever. Who Cher calls another solid line here calls her a a Monet.
0: A full on Monet.
1: Full on Monet. That she's what? uh, Okay from afar, basically like that.
0: But up close, it's a big old mess.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Ty, not doing very well at the party. Uh, She's not really interacting. She's just kind of off on her own.
0: She's the girl that fell on her ass the whole night.
1: Exactly. Uh, Josh starts talking to her. Then it's something that, you know, particularly where I noticed, there was a scene where uh, Christian was at the bar. Even Josh or somebody said, yeah, he's not even talking to any of the other girls, but he starts talking to the bartender. And then when he and Cher are dancing, his eyes gaze over to one of the dudes <laughs> dancing right next to him pretty hard. And then he kind of even starts dancing with that guy. So the signs are pretty signs obvious at there, this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the party, everyone, be another sign, Christian is just dancing hard by himself at the end of the party, <laughs> and everyone else is tired, so Josh uh, takes Cher and Ty home. A nice little thing from Cher again. She's helping out all these people. She brings some food for her dad's lawyers and whatnot. That's a sweet little thing to do. Yeah. And we also see that Cher and Josh are getting along even, even almost flirting right now. Uh, and... Josh's mom gets a phone call, wants him to come home, but he's not interested. And so instead, Siobhan or Siobhan, (laughs) Cher invites uh, him to stick around and, uh, you know, some more whatnot. And so he does that. Uh, Christian sets up uh, a hangout with Cher, who excitedly preps. She, like, (laughs) she gets herself glammed. Up because she is going to give it up to him. She's gonna give her virginity to him. That is the plan. Uh, you know, they're gonna be alone in the house, and so she does everything, she, she even bakes. cooks a, a, <laughs> drops an entire cookie log <laughs> into the oven.
0: Yeah, she has just straight she's like designing a lighting concept, it's just so mm. over the top.
1: It does it is she burns the big cookie log when they get there, <laughs> uh, and more signs is that Christian wants to watch Tony Curtis movies. <laughs> um, he has a thing for him <laughs> and they're watching spartacus uh which i'm pretty sure is about a, a master who is like he has sex with his slave or kind of like something like that it, it's hmm. there's a sexual thing <laughs> like there's, a, there's i'm pretty sure there's a gay thing in a spartacus gay, thing.
0: iconic movie
1: yep so she starts like kind of playing footsie with him and then he realizes what's up that she likes him and he leaves. So, of course, she's upset about that.
2: Sorry, Adam, that just, you just made me think of, we were talking about Spartacus. You just made me think of uh, the line in Airplane where the pilot goes, Do you like movies about gladiators? Because Spartacus uh, is a movie about maybe, gladiators.
1: Yes, and maybe that had to do with it then. Yeah, that must have been it. I didn't make that connection when we watched Airplane, but that <laughs> very well could be it. Cher talks to Dion and Murray about this whole situation, you know, that she almost had sex with Christian. And here Murray, who was very in in tune and could tell, and basically just calls out like, he is gay. (laughs) And then she (laughs) finally realizes it. Then we get a wild scene of them getting on the freeway and just a lot of screaming and, and, you know, just insanity from Neither of them can drive, uh, and so Dion was driving in, so it gets a bit hectic. After the excitement, though, she pulls off to the side, and all of those uh, endorphins are going, so her and Dion start making out hard in the front seat while Cher's in the back. I thought that was funny. Cher and Christian, though, continue to hang out. They're at the mall, and I actually, I really appreciate that. So she didn't, like, toss him aside because she didn't feel, you know, feeling embarrassed or something. So, you know, they, they keep their friendship alive.
0: He was her best shopping partner, she says. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ty talks to some guys and kind of she's flirting with them, and then they, thinking that they're hilarious, hold her over the edge uh, of the railing, and that
2: was kind of nuts.
0: It was psychotic. Yeah, it was. Why so would you dumb. do that? Was yeah. that? The thing wasn't a is, thing. is I
2: knew kids in high school who would have done something like that because they thought it would have been it's funny. It's the it, kids are stupid. I'm gonna keep that saying is it. Yes. I'm gonna insane. say it until the day I die. Kids are stupid.
1: Yeah. But you're right though. I, I thought there were some guys I knew who I felt would do that same kind of thing.
0: That is so reckless.
1: I did notice right here, Cher was kind of being particularly mean about Ty at this point. Kind of uh I don't think it was quite jealousy, maybe some of it, but like just in general, even like in the mall, she was just kinda kind of I don't know, kinda dissing on Ty a bit. And then after the event Ty gets all this attention Mm -hmm. from she's had a near death experience. (laughs) Exactly. And so uh, Cher kind of continues to her little hint of jealousy. She's
0: been usurped as the head girl. Yeah. And
1: then Ty, we see being a bit of a mean girl herself Mm -hmm. to Travis right now. And so, you know, she's apparently, yeah, the most popular. She is the mean girl. She they're is, all honestly,
0: they're all yeah. mean throughout this. Oh, yeah. Like, because I was thinking, what is Amber doing in this friend group? Like, they all hate each other, you know, like overtly hate each other, but they still hang out all the time. And I think it's just the dynamic that they have. They just all are like incredibly rude at all times, yeah. but just hang out always.
1: True, that's strange. So. And and I don't think that is probably a dynamic that happens in in real life. I you know I I would imagine it doesn't happen with the guys, and I can't speak for the girls, but I feel like that's just a movie thing because. Yeah. Even like the, you know, the popular, popular girls who all hang out, they all seem to not hate each other. But that maybe that's just. Yeah. Time. Makes for a good comedy. Oh, 100%. I'll give you that. Cher's uh, driving test happens and she's stressed about everything that's happened and she absolutely fucking butchers that test. <laughs> um. Oh, we do get a scene right before that where she's upset and she offends the the uh, housekeeper. housekeeper. Who is
0: El Salvador from El Salvador?
1: El Salvador. And she says, I don't speak Mexican. Um, yeah, it's just ignorant. Just again, showing she's... She's, she's clueless. She is clueless. <laughs> That's the name of the movie.
0: Woo! We did it.
1: Uh, at home, uh, Ty is there and she's was talking with Josh and she wants to burn some things that reminded her of Elton, like the, the- towel that <laughs> he held on her head. And-
0: the rolling with the homie CD. Yeah, it was weird. Like she was not at all interested in Elton, but suddenly is having like memorials to him. Mm-hmm. She got brainwashed.
1: Yep. Ty uh, then tells Cher that she likes Josh. Cher doesn't think that they are gonna they would mesh well together. And so here, Ty calls her a virgin who can't drive.
0: And <laughs> was like, why am I even listening to you to begin with? You're
2: a virgin who can't drive.
0: That was way harsh, Ty.
2: <laughs> way harsh. Actually, in an interview, Brittany Murphy actually admitted that she was actually a virgin who couldn't drive while she was making this film. <laughs>
1: I saw that too. Uh, Yeah, it's particularly ironic, don't you think? A a little too ironic. (laughs) Yeah, I really really do do think. think. (laughs) 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 Exactly. Uh, So now, uh, because we're kind of at the low point for share, we get a song—a sad song—playing. Bottom. Yep, sad song. It's all by myself by Jewel. (laughs) Again, so 90s. 90s. Uh, So she goes out, you know, she actually gets a little distracted by shopping, of course, because it's Cher. And she's just not sure why Ty likes Josh. And then she starts thinking about him. And then she realized, oh, my God, she's totally in love with Josh. So but as opposed to, you know, her liking Christian and trying to do those things that she did to make him like her. She acts kind of awkward around Josh. And she goes to her dad for some advice without saying any names Um, Who does, you know, kind of make her feel better and whatnot. Then at school, uh, Cher decides to help uh, Miss Geist make the world a better place. Again, she is kind of following, you know, this uh, mentality of, you know, she's doing a lot of good stuff. So she helps lead a Pismo Beach relief uh, donation (laughs) and she gets canned. She brings a whole bunch of canned foods and her clothing and Athletic equipment (laughs) that they don't Have anymore (laughs) like you know like Their skis and whatnot Um, and she does Well she gets a whole bunch of stuff Travis even drops off a box That includes some of his bongs (laughs) So it was
2: very nice of Him
1: that was very well he apparently uh, Started you know he was giving up on Drugs he went into a uh, 12 step -step program program. (laughs) (laughs) And then he Invites uh, Cher to go to a Skateboarding competition that he has entered So she goes and Ty is there as well. Who they apologize to each other. Um, just kind of a nice little. You know, oh, I know
0: this was super sweet. I thought.
1: I thought so too. I thought it was good. Uh, so Travis uh, gets on the vert ramp and he does his thing, and we kind of see him and Ty smiling back at each other. So they're kind of they're kind of back as a Bobbing. thing. And I think now Cher approves of them as a couple.
2: Wait, and so. coincidentally, 1995 was the the year that the X the X Games started to be shown on ESPN. So starting oh, to get more to a wider wider audience, so yeah, it's probably thanks to Clueless. Well, there you go. It's influence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure when which uh, happened first, but no, John, <laughs> it, it was definitely probably- <laughs> Clueless. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: at home, Share and Josh they flirt some more. Uh, this other douchey lawyer is all upset because Share uh, misorganized some files, and even though he should have been in charge about it, you know, he calls her a moron, and Josh defends her. Uh, and then when that guy storms out, Josh goes up to comfort uh, Cher, and of course they end up kiff- kissing. And she says, uh, "You can guess what happened next," um, <laughs> which cut to the, the wedding. Fake which out she of says the century, <laughs> as if. Um, but I can. You can probably assume that they did hook up, and I think that she might have lost her virginity to Josh. Oh. That's my guess. I th- that's my. That's what my thought of when she meant by "You can guess what happened next." Hmm. Well. Yeah, just my thought. It's actually the wedding of Mr. Hall and Miss Geist that we are cutting to. And my first thought was, why the fuck would you invite your students to your wedding?
2: It's it's actually not that uncommon. I worked with an orchestra teacher who had her students perform at her wedding.
1: Hmm. I mean, I'll allow perform... So I guess you're going to go to the, like the, you'll probably allow
2: them to go to the reception afterwards and whatnot. I think, so, it, I think okay. it just depends on what kind of classes you teach, what kind of students you are around yeah. a lot. Um, I don't know. The, and if sh-
0: it's a movie and it's for plot yeah. purposes.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cher was even a bridesmaid. It looked like.
1: What? I, I mean, because no, she walked, she walked down at one point and It's like, I'm pretty sure she was a bridesmaid it's in this. It's
0: kind of sad.
1: It is. Well, I don't if think Miss Geist Geis has, has no a lot friends, of friends. Yeah. yeah so. I, now, just a small little thing here, John. I noticed at the wedding, uh, while they're at the, at a table, uh, Murray is wearing a Superman necklace. And I don't I, – just for again, I just thought it was cute because my head went to Turk, and I was like, that's totally something Turk would do. <laughs> it kind of actually threw me back to – there was that line in Scrubs where he asked Carla if he could uh, uh, have a cape like Superman right. in their wedding. And he goes, I do, if you remember that I at do all. Remember but that. I do. I know you would. And then it's bouquet throwing time, and of course Cher after a big scrap gets it, and her and Josh kiss, they really kiss some hard tongue into that one, and then the uh, end credits go as Tenderness by General Public Place. is the end of our film. Siobhan, I want to save your thoughts to the end because you do the big wrap up. This was your choice. Um, Obviously, this is a movie that you saw and loved when you were younger. I'd kind of love to hear about a little bit of, you know, how you felt it impacted you when you were younger. I'll start off first because I'm also particularly curious about John because he showed it to his wife and his daughter and kind of very curious about how, you know, they took Mm -hmm. it. So for me, as I mentioned, my first time seeing Clueless. I quite enjoyed it. Um, It was intelligently written, entertaining, and quick-paced. Actually, the pacing was very quick early on, um, even in general. Like, it moved very well for a 97-minute movie. It was really enjoyable. As a younger guy, absolutely. I probably wrote this off as a chick flick, and that's why I never really watched it. But I was wrong. (laughs) I would say, besides the potentially overt sexualization, not potentially, with some of those tight dresses, the overt sexualization of a 16-year-old, that's a different situation. Besides that, very good. I really enjoyed the film. And uh, I found out it even passes the Bechdel test. So that's cool too. Ooh, Props there to you, you this. So, yeah. But in general, I very much enjoyed myself.
2: Before I give my thoughts, I want, I want to ask uh, mostly Adam, but Siobhan, you can weigh in on this too. Um, it says here that is this movie is often referred to as uh, Paul Rudd's film debut, but he had actually filmed a movie, he had actually filmed Halloween 6 before this one okay. but Halloween 6 came out after clueless so would you go okay. by whichever film you uh, whichever film you were in you know whichever you filmed first or whichever one was released first as your film debut Cause in my head it's whichever one comes out first is the debut. Yes. Yeah, the release date its what is important. So, because that's the first,
1: yeah, that is the debut to the public. Okay. And so it's not the debut of what you record on, it's the debut to the public. Because this
2: thing instead. was arguing the opposite, and I didn't agree with that. So, I'm, I'm, oh, that, yeah, that's completely okay. wrong. Um, so, uh, I don't have to tell you too much about how my wife liked it. She had already liked it, she was excited to see it. I really am not sure how my daughter took it she was kind of up and down a little bit so she would sit and watch for a while and then she kind of move away i mean she is 9 so Exactly.
1: she's she's young for a lot of the the situations yeah.
2: mm-hmm. um i like adam had never seen it i was ready to be disappointed i was not disappointed there were f- i first of all i was expecting Cher to be like a complete mean girl the entire time And was pleasantly surprised at how kind of accepting she was for a lot of people, not everyone, but it was surprising. She was very well, seemed well-read and well-spoken, despite the Beverly Hills dialect. I came away thinking, all right, that was a solid film. I was surprised that I never went to go see it. But like Adam, I totally wrote it off as a chick flick when I was a teenager. No interest in seeing it then. So, yeah, those are my thoughts.
0: I love that. Okay, so my thoughts. So... Clueless has always been one of my favorite movies just because I saw it so young. I'll get a little bit more into that. But um, yeah, so when Adam asked, like, what's a, you know, nostalgic movie, Clueless is, of course, the first thing that comes to mind. But when I kind of thought a little bit deeper about why I like this movie so much and really kind of analyzing it, I think that – so I saw this movie. It came out in, what, 95? I was born in 90. So I don't think that I saw it when I was five, but I remember getting it for Christmas one year when it was on a VHS. So, I mean, what year were – DVDs kind of really introduced, like turn of the century kind of. Yeah, I would say. So so, I mean, maybe late, late 90s kind of a thing. But I think I was kind of at the age where you're really starting to become impressionable and looking to the outside world for role models and like, who do I want to emulate? Who do I want to be? And I think that like subconsciously Cher has very much been that person for me. If I just think of what I value of kind of what – like stylistically I find appealing things like that I really think that Cher has like completely delved into my psyche and I I would think that that's probably the case for a lot of girls my age so I think that Cher really has had quite an effect on me and thinking about like especially watching this movie so close like is Cher a good role model and I think that there is kind of a lot of good about her I think she does kind of value like intellectualism to some degree really cares about her vocabulary and like with the makeover it's not just about how you look but about your soul and you know kind of your intellect and things like that and wanting to do good deeds but she definitely is of course like super shallow can be really mean uses people things like that but I think also I mean she's a 16 year old girl like a lot of that stuff we can kind of forgive because of (laughs) immaturity but yeah I I just really really love this movie and even watching it um, I mean I've never really like gone through a phase of not watching this movie. I'll always watch it from mm-hmm. time to time, but yeah, I just really love it. And I love to hear that you guys loved it as well and see kind of the value, and that it's not just um, maybe as superficial as maybe it could come off when before you watch it. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely not. So thank you for introducing yeah. to that one. And now we will find out sure. if John's gonna thank you <laughs> or not uh, if, this is, if this is his introduction to Hey Arnold.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: All right, now we're going to talk Hey Arnold. Uh, this show ran from 1996 uh, kind of to 2004. It was more so around like 2001 ish. And then there were some sporadic episodes that would kind of pop in like a couple times each year until 2004 when it ultimately finished. Um, it had five seasons, 100 episodes, and it aired on Nickelodeon. And there was also a th- theatrical movie uh, called Hey, The Hey Arnold Movie from 2002 and then there was another one a recent one Mm -hmm. called hey Arnold the jungle movie in 2017 so before we get further into it Siobhan I want to know, why did you pick Hey Arnold?
0: Okay, so Hey Arnold, along with Recess, which we talked about earlier, those are the two shows I've never stopped watching. Even as an adult, I still continue to watch it. I still put it on when I'm falling asleep. I just think it's a genuinely good show. I think that um, there's just so much to like about it. I love Arnold as a character. We can talk a little bit more about him. But I also love all the side characters, the settings, kind of the antics the kids get into. I I just think it's a classic and um, um, definitely one. So, what was it, 96? Definitely. So, I was six mm-hmm. years old, kind of introduced at a time where I've always, always loved it and always looked
1: up to Arnold in a way. All right. Uh, John, have you seen Hey Arnold at all
2: before? I had never seen an episode <laughs> of Hey Arnold until today when I oh. watched it oh for my the God. first time.
1: Okay. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Uh, and I did watch some Hey Arnold when I was younger. I probably watched the first few seasons until at some point I aged out of it. Probably, you know, around like, you know, 12, 13, I've kind of aged on. I wanted more action-y shows and stuff. But I do remember absolutely watching, I would say, the probably the first couple seasons of Hey Arnold. It's definitely in my nostalgia as well. So, um, this show was created by Craig Bartlett. He was a writer on Rugrats, a writer on some Johnny Bravo as well. He was an animator um, and an animated director of animation, I think, even with some um, Pee Wee's Playhouse episodes. Hmm. And funny enough, he is the he is the brother in law to Matt Groening, Hmm. Uh, Matt Groening, who created The Simpsons. He is married to Matt Groening's sister. So I thought that's kind of cool. What a family. Yeah. Um, And. Hey Arnold was actually initially created in claymation form. Mm. So back in like the uh, late 80s, early 90s, he did these claymations, uh, just shorts of an Arnold character. And it looks very similar to Arnold from this show. And they actually aired on Sesame Street um, in that time. So yeah, so he had this whole claymation thing first before it became a, a cartoon show. I felt you can find them on YouTube. So that's how I did. I, I kinda watched one of them to be like, oh, I just kinda wanna see how how it was. It was it was okay.
0: Was it freaky? I feel I don't know. I feel like <laughs> that'd be disturbing.
1: <laughs> Claymation can be disturbing. Uh for you, you would probably be like, This is not my Arnold. This is just not what I'm Like it just feels wrong. I, yeah. I'm looking yeah.
2: at some stills and it definitely looks very okay. peewees playhouse ish.
1: Yes. Yeah, it is. So
2: uh, the cast for this
1: fil- for the show um, was actually pretty interesting because before this, Nickelodeon had pretty much always used adult actors, voice actors to voice kid characters. But all the kids in this show were actually voiced by kid actors. So maybe that is a, a potential thing as to you can get that connection with these kids, but you because you can kind of tell that their voices are actually younger people and not adults doing them. So that was pretty interesting. Arnold was actually voiced by four different people throughout the show's yeah, run. Yeah, because I was
0: going to say, I mean, kids only have so long of a shelf yeah. life. You get, like, <laughs> Walt from Lost where you have to, like, yeah. kind of get weird with yeah.
1: it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're going to get, you're going to, voices are going to crack and they're, yeah. they're going to change. And so, uh, yeah, so they they have to pick some different characters. Um. Torin Cottle uh, was uh, the first one in season one. He also did a voice on Recess. Uh, I didn't check out which person. It was like a reoccurring King character. King
2: Bob. King Bob is what I saw.
1: King Bob? Okay. So he voiced on Recess.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Cool. Uh, Philip Van Dyke did seasons two and three, and I remember him actually best from Halloween Town. He was in Halloween Town one and two, and then he had a bunch of other small parts uh, Spencer Klein did the voice for season four, as well as the Hey Arnold movie. And then Alex D. Linz uh, did the voice for like two episodes, I guess, to fill in. And he was, uh, did a voice in that Tarzan movie. And then also he was the main kid in Home Alone 3, the oh. Home Alone that no oh, yeah. one watched. No, well, <laughs> but
0: I, that's actually the uh, only Home Alone I've seen, embarrassingly wow. enough. <laughs> Out
1: wow, there, okay. That is, that is embarrassing, but it's <laughs> okay. We still love you, Siobhan. <laughs> All right. Uh, Helga is voiced by Francis, or Fran- Francesca Marie Smith. She did some voices on Recess as well. I can't remember the names. And then uh, she did some other like small voices in A Bug's Life and a bunch of other stuff as well. So solid little kid actor there. Um, Gerald is voiced by uh, Jamil Walker Smith, who was in this show. And I don't know if you remember it, John. He wasn't the main character in it, but he was in Waynehead. Do you remember? What, did any of y'all see Waynehead at all? No, I've
2: never heard of it. No, that. I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: Uh, it was like a Wayne's Brothers animated show. I totally, I remember okay. it for sure. I mean, not like completely, but like the, I remember the characters when I saw them, um, and a bunch of other small roles for Jamil Walker Smith. Uh, the grandpa is voiced by Dan Castellaneta, who is a amazing voice actor. He Homer Simpson is his big role oh, wow. that everyone knows him, but he was the grandpa. Uh, tons of stuff for him. The Grandmother was voiced by Tress McNeil. John and I just talked about her in our SWAT Cats episode. Uh, she was Dot Warner in Animaniacs, Gadget and Chip in Chip and Dale's Rescue Ranch. Just tons of stuff yep. from Tress McNeil. And then I wanted to throw out um, Harold was voiced by Justin uh, Shenkaro, who he was in Erie, Indiana, if you guys remember that show at all. Um, he did a voice on Pro Stars. I think probably one of like the kids on Pro Stars. And then most famously, he was uh, one of the main kids in Picket Fences. Oh wow! That show. Yeah. Um, and then other notable voice actors: Kath Succi, Maurice LaMarche, uh, Carlos Alice Rocky, Tony Jay, Jim Belushi, Maria Bamford, t- uh, Tim Curry, Ron Perlman, Billy West, Phil Lamar, and many, many more uh, put their voice on to Hey Arnold. You know, for a wow. episode or a couple. So, um, and I remember this, ep- this show being being a pretty popular one. You know, Sean, mm-hmm. do you remember this show? Like a lot of your other Oh, yeah. Other no, I mean, like system. the
0: show for sure. Yeah. Along with like show. maybe Rugrats and Doug, which... You know.
1: <laughs> I loved... At the time, I loved <laughs> Doug, okay? And then I got older. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, it's not as good. Uh, I remember your brother... Liam was also a a Hey Arnold fan. Is that a show that you guys bonded over?
0: Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Like we both still watch it and like discuss the show. Same with (laughs) (laughs) Reese. We have not aged out of it.
1: Do you want to join the beef up networks in episode by episode breakdown Uh, of Hey Arnold?
0: (laughs) <laughs> recess, yeah. hey
3: Arnold? or do <laughs> one, episode a recess, one episode
1: of recess one episode exactly all right patrons let us know if you need this maybe we can convince uh, Liam and Siobhan to have a recess and hey Arnold we
0: will Siobhan.
3: we would 100% do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, this show very similar to Doug and other ones around that time would consist of two smaller mm-hmm. segments um, or Dexter's lab lab yeah Rugrats they would all kind of split it between two smaller stories
0: I think this was best done there's one I don't know if you guys recall this episode but there's one where it's there's a heat stroke and so Arnold's trying to like he can't get into the pool the air conditioning is broken like he's just miserable oh, because it's that. so hot and then the other episode is a snow day and he's He's, like, wanting to go play, but Grandpa's making him work. And then, of course, Arnold gets, you know, like, I have to do the right thing. I have to pay, (laughs) like, um, you know, shovel the driveway and things like that. I I just love that kind of juxtaposition there.
1: I think it helps, actually. Well, one, with kids' attention spans. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't care a storyline to go through an entire 30 minutes. Um, But also just overall pacing. I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, it works pretty good to kind of keep their stories nice and tight. Yeah. So, yes, everything centered around Arnold kind of, you know, Typically hanging out with his best friend, Gerald, and his bully, Helga, who... Is
0: secretly in love with him.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Intensely in love with him. (laughs) Like,
0: it's weird. She has a shrine to him. And, I mean, I think this is the most famous thing about him, but his head is shaped like a football. So she has, like, his whole chewing gum. She gets his hat in one episode. He always wears his hat, and it's, like, a part of him, so... Yeah, yep. like weirdly obsessed with him. But then she has this guy who's also obsessed with her. So every time she goes off in the corner and is like, but yet my love, my football head. And then the other dude is like in the corner, like, yeah, <laughs> that he guy he's really <laughs> heavy
1: all the time. And she usually like punches him in the face or yeah. something, you know, running gags. So, um, but yeah, they have different, different adventures, different kind of wacky situations. Um, something about Arnold that you kind of mentioned, he was a straight up. Good kid. Yes, I would. He was a, I would say, a good role model as like a main kid. He's not like a Zach Morris, no, who's a douche. He is. He is actually someone who usually ultimately comes around to do the right thing.
0: Always. And he's the one that anybody goes to with problems. So that kind of like frames the story for a lot of episodes. Some Sid or Stinky or whoever is doing something Mm -hmm. and needs Arnold's help. But yeah, but he's always doing the right thing and is such like a morally upstanding character. But what I think is really interesting, because a lot of the time I find that those types of characters, like, I don't know, either they're just like one dimensional or they're kind of insufferable Mm -hmm. in some way. But I think, so Arnold has this really tragic backstory his parents, for the most part, you don't hear from. You assume that they're like that—they're dead or something. We find out eventually in the jungle movie that came out in 2017, kind of what their fate is, which I think is really cool. But I did don't you know. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. Of
1: course, I watched it. <laughs> 2017, and <laughs> yes. you're still on the. Ar- I'm telling you, hey I've
0: never ever left the Hey Arnold train. I genuinely love this show. But yeah, okay. so um, so yeah, but I think like because he has kind of this really sad background, like it makes him where he's not just a good, perfect angel that is like in no way relatable or that like you know the audience sees it and feels like, oh well, I'll never be as good as Arnold kind of a thing like he's he still has this kind of complexity about him, which I really think is um I don't know, just makes him a really interesting character
1: well, yeah, I mean he gets into you know these these situations and he puts himself there, but he you know ultimately, does the right mm-hmm. thing, you know, so it's not so he gets himself into trouble, but, you know, he'll get himself out of it. And you, you like him the entire time. Yeah.
0: The best compliment I ever received was someone said that I reminded them of Hey Arnold. And I think they were probably just like, you know, blowing smoke kind of a thing. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> that is the most treasured compliment I've ever
1: received. Uh, wow. <laughs> now. Is he wearing a kilt or no. is that a jacket? Okay, this has
0: been definitely like a source of controversy within the Hey Arnold community. No, it's a flannel that's really long and he has a sweatshirt oh. over it. So it's kind of like, it's just a very, very long flannel. And okay. he has like, I guess like skinny jeans or leggings yeah. <laughs> it's
1: definitely. Okay. All right. I can kind of see, I can see that now, but I wouldn't have guessed no. that. It kind of always just looked like it was a kilt. Yeah. So. I ended up well okay before we talk about you know any any other stuff I you want to mention the theme song here we go, here we go. Oh! So I felt like the 90s was chock full of like some of these jazzy theme mm-hmm. songs. And this was a very heavy jazzy one where you would kind of get this. Uh, it was Helga who was saying, hey, Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Hey, Arnold. Exactly. During that in time. But it's, you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say by any means this was a top tier theme song. But, you know, I, I enjoyed it enough. Because it's unique. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's fairly
0: And that's all of the score within the show is kind of jazzy, too, which I don't Mm -hmm. know. I feel like it kind of comes off a little bit like classier in a way. Like It just feels (laughs) a little bit more grown up versus some of the other shows.
1: Yeah, fair. Fair. I'll allow that. (laughs) So um, I watched uh, two episodes, and I ended up watching the first and the second episode. Uh, Everything you can get out there right now is on Hulu. So if anybody wants to get their Hey Arnold fix... It is on Hulu.
0: Probably Paramount Plus, too, I would imagine.
1: Oh, you know what? Yeah, because they own Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably right. I didn't have anything else particularly to dive into. Siobhan, any other things that you wanted to mention? You know, you, you've got well, your Well, a
0: couple of things. So I think that the characters within the show. So Arnold, obviously, we we talked about him and Helga and stuff. But all of just the side characters, like the ice cream man, there's the, I think the most famous episode is Stoop Kids Afraid to Leave a Stoop, where there is this, kid that just like won't leave his stoop he's like traumatized or whatever and finally he does um but just i don't know just all of, all of kind of arnold's gang stinky and sid and like i just i just think they're all so fun arnold also so he lives with his grandparents and they have a boarding house so all of the boarders within the house i think are really interesting there's this one vietnamese man who's also a country singer um, there's oh, like I a, remember I remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah and he has this incredible voice. Um, there's this couple. they're like Polish or something, but the husband Oscar is always like up to some scheme and he has this really beautiful wife. like I, I just think the characters are just magnificent um, in the nice. show. And what where would you guys expect this this show is set?
1: Um, it looks like New York, yeah, to me. Particularly from like the early episodes, that looked like New yeah. York from what I
2: saw. I mean, yeah, I would have, I would have guessed New York or Chicago, but I did just look up roughly where it was, so I know, I know what the answer is. But. <laughs> and
0: it's shocking, yeah. So it looks like kind of like pre-hipster Brooklyn or something. Like it's kind of yes. gritty. They're not like a super wealthy bunch, kind of, but definitely very urban. They're just roaming the streets, playing basketball. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to be the Pacific Northwest, like yeah. Portland or Seattle.
1: There's backgrounds where it's just skyscraper after skyscraper yeah. behind them, and I just don't, I don't <laughs> it's believe <bizarre>. that is bizarre.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then I was watching it, and there's one episode where Helga goes on a road trip with her mother, and then I noticed after seeing that that it's like now entering Washington when they're driving back in the state. So like there's, uh, you know, like the 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 clues are there, but it's just like what? Like this is clearly yeah. not or not my expectation. Not that I've ever been to Seattle. I don't before. know what is
2: it with uh, those '90s. Uh... Cartoon creators, because Simpsons is also based in Oregon.
0: What I is thought it? that was always a mystery, like what? Because there's like- it's a
2: mystery, but it's no mystery because uh, Matt Greening grew up near Springfield, oh. Oregon. So it's oh. it's been confirmed that he based it on, what? or that it was based on his home area in Oregon. Wow. Oh. All right then. wow well, just uh, yeah,
1: that was
0: that's always been like one of the biggest like pop culture <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> it's been solved
2: <laughs>
1: after. 31 seasons or 32 seasons or whatever. I guess they, you know, some things get out of the bag. (laughs) For our final thoughts, I actually want to start with Siobhan because it's pretty obvious your thoughts on this one. And John, who is the mystery man, we're going to save him for last. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Siobhan, overall, let us know your thoughts as watching it now. You know, and overall, you know, does it hold up still? And you're still nostalgic. Thought (laughs) I mean, iconic,
0: incredible, revolutionary. I just think it is the show. I think it's just Arnold is such a good role model. I think that the gang of kids on the street are just incredible. Okay, wait, I remembered. So, what I was thinking of? Okay, when would you guys expect this show is set?
2: I would have imagined in current times, I guess. Yeah, ninety (laughs) six.
0: I don't know. To me, as a child around that age, like it just felt like way older like kids weren't just roaming the streets but then there are signs like helga's dad owns a beeper like big bob's beepers so Mm -hmm. i don't know i just always thought that the time like the setting of it was just always like very mysterious to me but yeah so um so yeah i just think that this show is so great it's definitely one that i will continue to watch i just loved it then love it now loved it (laughs) all between
1: You know, I I can get, yeah, some kind of like Sandlot vibes where the kids just kind of go off and do their own thing together as a group Mm -hmm. the entire time. But, um, yeah, my thoughts on it, for the most part, you know, I did watch this when I was younger. And I would say for the most part, I thought it held up pretty well. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get to the Siobhan level and watch (laughs) this continuously or really probably much more, um, you know, uh, again, unless someone else has it on in the background or, you know, if I show it to a kid and they like it. I won't be upset with that if it's around. Um, Yeah, the show is not bad by any means. I liked the splitting up of the two segments. I thought that actually helped the pacing. And there were enough kind of jokes and some of the writing that I felt worked for me as an adult. Now, it wasn't like that super dirty, intense stuff like a Ren and Stimpy or Rocco's Modern Life or even SpongeBob um, that takes it to a more dirtier level. But I thought the writing was well enough that I, you know, I liked it better than Doug. This was a better. It it stood up to me better than Doug did. So you know, I, I would say solid job.
2: All right, and now the mystery man. All right, so I I watched it today. I had my son kind of watch with me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually require him to. I was just hey, I'm going to put this on because I got to watch it, and he said okay. And he had some chores he did need to do. So uh, I watched the I watched the uh, I watched the first episode, and then I watched kind of a random one from season three. So, I'm starting to watch it. My son sits for a little bit. He goes, okay, I'm going to go do my chore. Goes to do his chore. <laughs> Five minutes later, he comes back out. I'm like, okay. I'm like, are you done? He goes, no, I'm just taking a break to watch this with you. Okay. So, I finished I finish the first episode. Then he goes back in. Then I start the next one, and he immediately comes back out and watched the whole thing with me. And by the end of it, he goes, you know, I think I will keep watching this on my own. <laughs> so, regardless nice. of... What I may come away with come away with this, I think you might have you might have a fan in my son, and he might continue to watch this on a new his own convertee. Yep. Um, <laughs> I thought it was okay it it definitely was it definitely didn't reach me. Um shows like Rugrats never really spoke to me. And I never really got into them. And this definitely would have been past, because I would have been 15 when the time this this came out. So this was way past my time. Um, and going back and watch it, it was fine. Um, I appreciated the 15-minute segments, because it made it very digestible. Um, so that way, like if one of the storylines was one I wasn't didn't find particularly fun, the next one was generally okay. I don't think I'll go back and watch it myself. However... Uh, if my son does continue to watch it, I'll probably watch it with him. Usually anything that I end up introducing him to because I watch it for this one, he wants to watch with me. So if he wants to watch it, I will absolutely sit down and watch it with him. Because um, nice. I think I did like that Arnold was a good person and that there was mm-hmm. usually a very positive message by the end of it. And so I can, as a father, I can definitely appreciate that. And so, like I said, for me it was okay, but I think you might have a convert in my son. So I, I think that, I that that in itself is is hopefully worth it
1: all right Siobhan, you are two for Woo-hoo! two on this episode all right now let's uh let's do some casting
0: this episode of the blast from our past podcast is not brought to you by who, who who's got a crush on you hello the electronic game with the talking phone to win. Call guys, get clues, figure out which guy really likes you. He's not wearing a hat. Bye, guys. What he say? My secret. Huh? Ah,
1: you. you. He's not at the beach.
0: See you later. Guys, guys. <laughs> it's Dan. Dan, my man. You're right. I really like you. Yes.
2: <laughs> Dream phone, the hot electronic talking phone game.
0: It's for you.
2: All right. Now it's time for the casting portion of the show. As mentioned at the top, we are going to recast Clueless using Actors of Today. And the characters we are going to recast are Cher, Dion, Ty, Josh, Murray, the the father Mel, and Travis. (laughs) I am actually fairly happy with my casting. I have to say. I was afraid that I was going to come away with, oh, I'm just going to throw some people in here because they're a little bit younger and historically Adam and I don't do well with younger characters. I was. I think that's a fair. Mm-hmm. Fair assessment to say. <laughs> Just put Ian Armitage <laughs> in it. Whatever.
0: <laughs> that's what I, yeah. Because I feel like this age, somebody that can play high school now. Like I know people like maybe when, like you know, millennial actors that could have done it back in the day. But you know, our generation's kind of aged out a bit. So yeah, it was
2: a little. Well, um, uh, what's her name? The girl who played Dion.
0: Stacy Dash. Stacey Dash. She Stacey was
2: twenty nine yeah. when they shot that film. No. Yes. She had a six-year-old kid. What? Yeah.
0: And then she yeah. went on to play that role with Clueless, the TV yeah. show, for three yeah. three seasons uh-huh. in her well into her 30s. Wow. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. wild.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's- so I could cast anyone. Let's- uh, Well, I kind of read down that order, but actually, we'll go ahead and start with- Let's go ahead and start with Mel, the father. So we'll kind of go backwards okay. from that list, but I'll, I'll move Travis up one spot so we can get all the guys together. Um, so- Adam, why don't you start us off with your
1: Mel? I didn't think too hard on the Mel. Um, you need someone who can play uh, somewhat imposing father because he had a bit of you know, you know that power and that um, intimidation factor about him because he was just good at what he did and you know he was. I've
2: never up. seen Dan Hedea play like a super sweet fatherly no. type. He's always like pissed never. off.
1: So I went to a guy who I think absolutely plays an intimidating father figure on a couple shows that I like, one of them being the Goldbergs and the other Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he plays a high-powered agent for Larry David. I went with Jeff Garland, and he was a father in Goldbergs. I think it just
2: fits really well. I mean, I like Jeff Garland. I don't know if I ever see him as intimidating. I always see him as funny. So Yeah. eh. But, funny. I mean, he's a big, tall guy, so, I mean, if he wants to do that... Yes. You haven't really seen Goldbergs
1: like I have, I don't think, and he is very much kind of intimidating in that one, and I would say even, you know, he's got yeah the high-powered stuff on Curb, where, you know, he he can be intimidating. Not like, you know, he doesn't ever really threaten physical violence too much, right. but he's, he plays high-powered well, and he plays kind of intimidating Dad well to me, so...
2: All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and jump in with mine, um... I went with an actor I've used before, and I, I did a lot of sort of one-to-one casting in this one, and like I went with actors that yeah, me too. Um, kind of fit the look or fit the role well enough, I think. But I uh, went with an actor who's, he, I've seen him do serious, I've seen him do comedy, so I think he would fit well. I went with Walton Goggins.
1: Oh, yeah. I, don't know I mean, that. he's a great actor. He was in um, uh, Assistant Principal's, uh, he's he, been in a bunch yeah, of was, stuff. Look him up real quick.
0: Kind of like Walter Goggins. Or sorry, called
1: Vice Vice principles. Principles. it's called Vice uh, Principals. It's called
2: Vice. Was he in Justified?
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he played like a villain in. I think Wa- it's show. Walton. L W A L. I found yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I can see the look.
1: Uh, he he's a the kind of actor who I see do comedy. I see do drama. I see do a bunch of stuff, and I can see him being kind of like a grump yeah. to an extent, kind of like Dan Hedaya yeah. was.
2: Uh, all right Siobhan, who did you go with
0: okay I went kind of for an out of left field give him a chance type of casting <laughs> okay. I went with Neil Patrick Harris I think that he's a lot of fun in everything I don't know if he could pull this off but he's what came mm-hmm. to mind this was one of the more difficult I
2: mean I, roles I, I love <laughs> uh I love Neil Patrick Harris and I mean he's <laughs> definitely older now so yeah. I he played high powered
1: in how I met your yeah. mother yeah I never see him as intimidating, even as, as
2: anything. He's just kind of...
1: I don't
0: know. He's like, his goofy. role in Gone Girl, he just kind of comes out. Uh, you know, he's kind of a different... So, I don't know. I'd be curious I mean, to see how he, he would approach He
2: plays the role. villain in the Matrix Resurrection movie, the new one. Does he pull Does it he? off? I don't know if I would call him intimidating. He's definitely, like... Because it's not, it's not physically intimidating. Because it's, it's kind of, like, all about, like... A,
1: yeah. Neither is Dana Day. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, did anything in the Matrix resolu- resolution or revolution movie pull off
2: anything? Resurrection movie? I didn't like it at all.
1: No, I didn't think so. I I have no interest. No. But but it does show that Neil Patrick Harris has yes. some range. Yeah. So you know what?
2: Sure. Give him a chance. Yeah. I'll give yeah. him a chance. I mean, I like the actors. So I'm more than willing to give him a chance. Uh, yes. All right, Travis. I'll go ahead and start off with my Travis. I kind of went with a little bit of a no name. I'm not. Overly familiar with him, but Adam, you might be uh, because he is has been in the Cobra Kai series. His name is Tanner Buchanan, and he plays he plays Robbie. Okay.
1: Of course, I know. he he plays Robbie. Yeah, I love Cobra Kai. Good looking kid, and he does kind of have some kind of punky vibes early on, particularly. Um, kind of went through juvie and some stuff like that. And so could he play like the stoner kind of aspect? Probably. He's got to
2: grow his hair out. California. That's all you got to do. Yeah. So. Yep. I like it. Okay. It works. Uh, Siobhan, let's jump to you. Who is your Travis?
0: This one I insisted on putting on the casting list because (laughs) this is the only one I'm like completely confident, super proud of my pick. I went with Lucas Gage. Do either of you guys know who he is? Uh, Okay. Yeah, hold on.
2: I he's in, he uh
0: L-U-K-A-S gauge. I've L-A-G. used him once
2: before, I think, in a casting.
0: Yeah, so he I think his biggest roles are Euphoria. I I've only seen the pilot of Euphoria. I almost wanted to watch it just to like completely cast this to kind of familiarize myself with Gen Z actors. But I know him from an episode of Watch What Happens Live. He also kind of gained notoriety. It went viral. He had a Zoom audition with a director and the director was not muted. And he's like, look at this shitty apartment this guy has. Like, what a bum, you know? And the guy's like, well, yeah, that's cast me in this role so that I can get the part. And so it went viral just because the director looked like such a, you know, kind of- I mean, he looks um, like a
2: Travis- Yes, and absolutely. he's
0: incredibly charming. He's like my celebrity crush right now. He's just like super, okay. super charming. So I think he would just be fantastic. Dude's got world. a
2: ton of credits over the last, like mm-hmm. even over the last like four or five years. Yeah. So He's blowing up. Oh, wow, yeah, no kidding. Cool. Yeah, I
1: haven't seen him in anything, but he does absolutely have the look. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Yeah. Sounds good. For All right, Adam. Uh, so I went with uh, an actor who is probably a little bit less known than what you guys um, but I've seen him in a show called Superstore and uh, he's kind of comes on late on Superstore, way late because uh, the Sandro's character ends up adopting him but he has got absolute stoner vibes to me um, but he's also just a sweet kid at least particularly in Superstore, the thing that I've seen him in. Uh, his name is Benjamin Norris and so that's who I picked. I thought he absolutely could kind of, kind of fit the part. Mm, I'm going to look him up.
0: Benjamin Norris.
1: So if you look through any kind of kinda like his Oh, photo he, I mean pics, just
0: looking at him, yes.
1: <laughs> he's got he's got the the stoner yeah. vibes, kind got, got the long hair that wears the hats and whatnot, I think it, it fits he's obviously got the look. Yeah.
2: I didn't so. I must have stopped watching Superstore right before he got on. He was in like the last couple seasons. Okay, yeah, then I definitely didn't get I didn't get to see him. Okay. Just trying to look to see if there's anything else. I mean, kid's been or kid's been around. Sure. I mean, if if he if he okay. was on Superstore and you liked him, he was probably pretty good because I know how much you like Superstore.
1: Yeah, and his vibe was, you know, not like overtly as, as charming as Travis, but he was a sweet guy and he definitely kind of had the stoner vibe. So I think it it fits.
2: Cool. Uh, uh, all right, Murray. And I'm not gonna lie, every time every time you said the word Murray, Adam, <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking of the skull from Curse of Monkey Island. Uh huh. Uh, all right, uh, Siobhan, why don't you start us off with your Murray?
0: Okay, this one had I had a little bit of trouble with, but I ultimately decided on Jaden Smith, my spiritual king. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I can't stand Jaden. I love Smith. him, but I mean, he he seems more like a, a male Dion than he does a Murray to me. But maybe he can act. He's
0: well, Smith- maybe he you know what? Of
2: course, he. Can. Siobhan, <laughs> I think that that's a decent pick because I also Thank went you. with Jaden Smith uh, as my Murray. <laughs>
1: outnumbered <laughs> yeah i am i mean you know what I, I just remember how from some of his douchey tweets and stuff maybe he's grown up a bit and so i won't i don't want to well i mean crap if, on him if, too much.
2: If, if you're acting that's set, that hopefully can be separate yeah. from the persona completely yes yeah i hope so as well so um i went with uh, an actor who
1: i'm not gonna lie I haven't really seen him in anything, <laughs> but he's got a look that I think fits um, for my Murray. Um, he is going to be in the newest season of Stranger Things. And so guess what? If you're on that show, that's good enough for me. Uh, I think you're going to be solid. So his name is Miles Truitt. Uh, he was in the new edition Ooh. story. If, you, if anybody watched that, uh, a couple other things, but not, not a huge amount of stuff. But like I said, oh, he has to look for sure. If they trust
2: y'all in Stranger Things, then I trust you. Simple as that.
1: Because that show has not let me down. Uh so yeah, Miles Trout is my guy.
2: Yeah, nothing I recognize him from, but he's definitely got the look. And, you know. Okay. And we we gotta use up our Stranger Kids actors while we can while they're still kids <laughs> <I know. laughs> for our castings. Exactly. So yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh all right. Okay. Josh. Uh Adam, let's uh let's go back to you. Sure. Um, so I you kinda <laughs> It's hard to
1: fit exactly that that Paul Rudd mm-hmm. style. Um, you got to be good looking. You got to be charming. You got to be kind of funny. You got to be slight quirky, you know. But you also got to be you know a little bit of wholesome quality to to an extent as well. Um, so I ended up looking around, and then I kind of thought this saw this kid who was in Rocket Man, um, and I liked I liked that movie. He's been in some other stuff that I haven't seen, the Red Band Society, some other stuff. Uh, but his name is Charlie Rowe. And so that's who I ended up picking. He's in the right age range. I do I have did see him in Rocket Man. He was solid in that. And I think he's just got like a he's got a Paul Ruddy quality. I think you know, a face that, you know, would just be kind of you know, you don't look too <laughs> terrible and you're you're not like, you know
2: don't you don't look douchey to me. So What was his name again? Uh Charlie Rowe. Yeah, I don't know him. I'm I'm looking okay. at an, I'm, there's not anything in there that I I mean he's a good looking kid. Yeah. I could see okay. him playing someone named Josh, so I'm fine. (laughs) Well, there you go. What more can you have? He looks like like a Josh. Josh. (laughs) I'm fine with
0: that.
2: Uh, All right. I'll go ahead and jump in with my Josh. Uh, I went with an actor who I haven't seen too much of, but he has been on a a few good uh, TV shows. He was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. briefly, um, but he was also on Scandal. And more recently, uh, he's been on Thirteen Reasons Why, uh, and his name is Dylan Minnette. Uh, okay, he also kind of has a
1: similar look to him. I'll throw in that um, how oh, I did see that oh, yeah. movie, Let Me In, the Chloe Grace Moretz vampire movie. It was a terrible film. <laughs> the actual like the original was much much better, which was in like is it was in Polish or something? I can't remember. Yeah, I haven't really seen him and stuff, but he's got he's got a look. Is he it looks like he's in some band called Wallows.
2: Yeah, I mean Just every everyone
1: now is in a band so. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter but um sure, he's got he's got the he's got okay. the look.
0: He's fine. Okay, <laughs> I went with Paul Rudd. <laughs> okay, but my real picks, I had two actually. This was one I felt pretty confident on. First was Cole Sprouse, who, of course, is like from the, you know, they were twin Dylan and Cole on the the, um, Sweet Life show. Mm. Yeah. He's been doing Riverdale. Yeah, Riverdale. And I don't know. He's just kind of like one of those it guy, Gen Z type actors. I've used him many times in
2: casting. Yeah, no, yeah. I
0: th- I think he he has the kind of cuteness, but I like that you mentioned wholesomeness kind of to him that you need.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: but then my other pick is Chris Dylan Lowell. Sprouse. Oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, <don't.
1: laughs> totally different, completely no, uh,
0: different guy. T- oh,
1: sorry, who is the other? No, person?
0: so Chris Lowell, I think is how you say it, but he's from. Have you guys watched the new How I Met Your Father, the reboot? Oddly Depending enough, enough. Okay. my
2: kids have. I've had no interest.
0: Oh, I love it. I think it has a similar vibe to the show, but it's not like blatantly ripping it off kind of a thing. Um, it's not like this is obviously the Barney, but Chris Lowell is in the show. He's one of uh, kind of in that main clique, mm-hmm. And he just has kind of that same thing, that quality where he's kind of a bit safe. Um, he's mm-hmm. really nice, but he's still cute and um, kind of like the sleeper guy, you know, that comes up from behind. So, yeah, I think that he would do well as
1: well. Yeah. Uh, I've been told the sleeper guy who comes up from behind is dangerous. Do not do that. (laughs) Women don't like that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he seems he seems non-threatening in the pictures that I'm looking at. (laughs) Not threatening. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) He's older than me, though.
0: Is he really? I'm only just now
2: realizing that the lead in How I Met Your Father is um, Hillary Duff.
0: Hillary Duff. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't recognize her.
2: So really, my kids somehow he he didn't watch Cadet (laughs) Kelly's. Somehow my wife and I have been watching How I Met Your Mother a lot like that's our go-to uh-huh. go-to bed show like if uh-huh. we just we can just put it on and not really pay attention it's just like our white noise for the background somehow at some point our kids saw it and now they're hooked on How I Met Your Mother and they've been hooked on watching How I Met Your Father as well so, I've, I've seen a couple episodes. I don't know why it's taken until now for me to realize it was Hillary Duff <laughs> in the lean role. Is, is there any tie in from the
1: old characters to this show as well? There's
2: been like random mentions of things that you could take as tie ins, but nothing blatant or direct.
0: Yeah, there so the the there's kind of like a guy's group and a girl's group. The guys live in Marshall and Ted's apartment, like, you know, clearly the same place. And yeah. then actually, so Hilary Duff's character and her her roommate, they live in the mother from How I Met Your Mother's Apartment. And then they'll have little yeah. Easter eggs kinda to it, like little things okay. mentioned. But I mean, there's only been um four episodes at this point, yeah. so we don't know. It would be cool oh. if you know, like somehow the other characters. Marshall's a judge in a case they, like uh, you know, yeah, a court case cool. or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, we're on to tie, right? Yeah, that was everyone's? We've gotten everyone's. Josh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. Tie. I'm gonna start with my tie. This one I had a little bit of trouble finding, but I think I came away with a good actress. She's a little bit younger then I think I would have wanted for an actress playing this part. I think she's about 16 or 17 right now, which I know is the age of Ty, but I would—I don't know. I think I would have preferred like an 18, 19-year-old to play this, I don't know, maybe for legal reasons. Who knows? Um, but I really liked watching this actress in a movie that everyone else seems to downplay, but I really enjoyed, which was The Eternals. Uh, I went with uh, Leah McHugh, who plays Sprite in The Eternals.
1: Oh, Yeah, I I mean, I just recently watched Eternals, and I mentioned I was disappointed. Yes. Uh, (laughs) That's what I said. Um, But overall, I didn't think it was the worst MCU film. I just felt like I didn't give a crap about any of the characters. But I will say she, I mean, for being uh, the obvious youngest person on that cast, I thought she did a pretty good job of holding her Mm. own. And so, yeah, I I didn't dislike her at all. So, okay. (laughs) I'm cool with it. Okay. All right,
2: Siobhan?
0: Okay, I had a little bit of trouble as well with Ty. I think that you kind of need someone that's able when they get the makeover to be like, you know, glamorous and pretty and stuff. But can kind of downplay like, you know, that isn't just strikingly beautiful. I went with him. Oh, okay. I actually found when I was Googling it a BuzzFeed like recast Clueless and will tell you your future or whatever it is. So I got some <laughs> of the names from that. But one was Maude Apatow, which I know is obviously like, you know. Um, what's his name? Judd Apatow, mm-hmm. yeah. is that right? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Questioning it. Um, but his daughter, she's in Euphoria, as well as another one, Barbie Ferreira, who's also in Euphoria. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not like crazy confident about those picks.
2: I'm gonna it, say, it props to Judd Apatow for naming his daughter Maud. Yeah, I thought that was like, man, who uses Maud as a name? Not since anymore? the
1: seventies. I don't 70s. know.
0: The old old timey names are kind of yeah. in.
1: Yeah, you know, I I can see that. She's not like a striking beauty you can't have ty be a striking beauty now granted um even Brittany murphy after this film or maybe it was before no it's after this film she kind of grew into mm-hmm. her own you know womanhood and beautiful woman herself mm-hmm. but at this time you know she there's there was, there was a, a bit of frump to her she's got to clean herself up for the woman, but she's not she can't like she can't ever outshine sharon dion mm-hmm. honestly um and not to say she's not a cute uh, young woman here yeah in she,
0: ty needs to be like more cute than like you know yes. beautiful or whatever yeah
1: so I'm 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 cool with mod. yep I'm fine uh Adam all right I went uh back to one of my <laughs> many wells uh with kind of actors around this age and just I guess Actors in general. I pulled one from this show earlier. It's because I love shows like Blackish and Goldbergs and whatnot. And so this actress uh, is particularly early on. She was on the earlier seasons of the Goldbergs and she had a lot of frump to her, but she can absolutely clean herself up as well. And I always liked her in that show. And so I went with Stephanie Catherine Grant. And I think she was funny in the Goldbergs, and she, yeah, absolutely. You, you, if you go back and see any of those shots, she kind of has that frumpy, Ooh. frizzy hair, very similar to um, uh, Brittany Murphy, but she absolutely cleans up well as well. So I could, I could see the makeover working well for her, and she's she's a good, solid comedic actress.
2: So I think it would it would do well. I can see it. Okay, yeah, I've known nothing of this actress, so <laughs> okay, uh, I'm just gonna have to take your word on it. She was okay. uh she was in she was uncredited in Hannah Montana, the movie. <laughs> Whoa. Well there you go. That's all the credit. She you was need. <laughs> in the concert scene, so
0: <laughs> you know, I just had another um Who's the actress that's in Ozarks?
1: I've never seen Ozarks. Ozarks.
0: She's on Watch What Happens Live tonight. Um, what's her name? Ruth Langmore? Julia Garner. Julia Garner is her name. I think she'd Julia. be great too.
1: Okay. I have heard a lot of good things about mm-hmm. Ozark. I've just not. Seen yeah, I haven't anything. really
0: seen it. I just know she's in it.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, she got, yeah, she kind of got like a. She's got the look. Hair.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But she could definitely clean up. Yeah, she could definitely. play both roles. Yeah. Okay. I
2: like that choice too. Sure. Uh, all right. Dion. Uh Siobhan, give us your Dion. I'll
0: go first. Okay. My I'm pretty confident on this <laughs> okay. one. I think Ariana Grande would be fantastic in this. She's actually a pretty funny actress. I love her and uh-huh. have you guys seen Scream Queens? It's one of the Ryan Murphy. It's it's very campy, that. kind of more appeals to like, you know, girls and gay men type of an audience, but mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just fantastic in that. I think she can play kind of the sidekick just constantly making kind of bitchy comments. I think she would just be great in the looks she'd have. I know she's also a Clueless fan that um the Thank You Next video where she um kind of like uh, satirized a bunch of the big girl movies like Mean Girls and Clueless and stuff. Clueless was in there, so I think she'd be on board for it. I think she'd be great. Another one was Zendaya, but I think she's just like way too big and um yeah. too uh, – I don't know. She's getting, she wouldn't uh, be the she wouldn't be the sidekick. She'd yeah. be yeah. Share, you
1: know she's getting overused. At least I, we've we've cast her too much as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. She she probably wouldn't want to be the no. The side she wouldn't role.
2: Be the, Yeah. I'm. You know what? I would have said that I was not for Ariana Grande, but I saw her in the movie Don't Look Up, and mm-hmm. she kind of plays a parody of herself, which I appreciate. If you're if you're a singer and you can kind of act as a parody of you know yourself, then I kind of look. Like, and she was kind Of funny in that I mean, she basically was playing herself just like mm-hmm. dumber, I guess.
0: Well, she was an actress before she was a pop star, yeah. mm-hmm. she was, I mean, kind of like how you are with um, Hey Arnold is kind of how I am with these tiers of shows, but I, I don't know, I think it was like Sam and Cat or something like yeah. that, but yeah, she was like a that's Disney right. or Nick channel,
2: okay. Um, girl, uh, sure. I'm fine with that. I mean, definitely would bring some people to the, to the theater, so that's yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely, good call that way, uh, Adam. Who is your pick? Okay.
1: Dion has to be very posh. You know, she has to wear like the craziest kind of, you know, just kind of more over the top looks with some of her stuff, um, very comedic. I like Stacey Dash in it, so I went with another actress who I have seen in the the spin-off of Blackish that I mentioned. I love that show. Um, I've seen a little bit of Grownish. Um, and so she was in Grownish and she is going to be the upcoming uh, Ariel Ariel in the new Little Mermaid, I went with Hallie Bailey, and Ooh, you even yeah. just look at her pictures, and she just like wears these very kind of I don't know uh, the, her fashion. I think would fit well with Dion.
2: Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't. I don't know if I've really seen anything with her in it. Oh, they're No, yeah, yeah, she
0: just has such a great look. Mm-hmm. I just see all, stuff about her on Twitter all the time. She's yeah. big mm-hmm. on Twitter.
2: Oh, they're redoing the color purple. Yeah, I see that as well. I wonder why she's going to be in that I mean, one. The original was a classic, but I mean, Hollywood doesn't care about that anymore. They just want their money.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. But yeah, she's she's solid as uh, one of um, uh, Sky's friend. Or sorry, she plays that friend Sky, uh, one of Zoe's friends in Grownish, and yeah, and and Little Mermaid, and just like seeing some of the pictures of 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 what
2: uh, you know she can pull off that look mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so funnily enough, Adam. I also went with an actress from Grownish. I went with the main actor from Grownish. I went with Yara Shahidi uh, as my yeah. Uh, I, I
1: love her as an actress. I um, yeah, I think she's great. I think she's hilarious. I think she's good at leading stuff. I can totally see her
2: uh, knock the hell out of that role. Mm. All right, our big one. Share. You know what? I'm gonna let uh, Siobhan. Do you want the first word or the last word? I'll do this one. I don't care. Well, do you want to go first or last is what I'm asking?
0: I can go first. Okay.
2: Well, give us your share. Sure.
0: Okay, so I went with Dove Cameron, who I'm I'm like aware that she's a person, but I don't really. I just think that it's cool. Her name is Dove and and she's really pretty as well. But yeah, yeah, I don't know when I was I was like, but I want to do someone I know because Cher is such a special character to me. But I just kept coming back to Dove Cameron. I watched a couple of YouTube clips of her on it. And then I found out that she starred as Cher in the off Broadway version of Clueless. So I was like, no, she is Uh, Cher. She is meant to be. She, yeah. Oh, she's gonna be. Uh, she's really pretty, blonde. Yeah. She's gonna be yeah.
2: bubbles in the upcoming live-action Powerpuff Girls TV show, oh. which also stars Donald Faison. He plays that, the father. Yeah. He's gonna play the father in that.
0: Full circle. So that's kind of yeah.
2: interesting. Um, she's definitely got the looks. Uh, looks like she's definitely she's some She was in the Descendants, so she's definitely done some mm-hmm. uh, some uh, Disney stuff. Looks like
1: yeah. Yeah, very very attractive. I could totally see her seeing, playing like a, a a Beverly Hills girl. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Adam, why don't we go to you? So I went with, uh, I mean, um, another attractive female, but this one I'm probably not as as attractive as Dove Cameron, but who is? <laughs> um, so, but she's very very cute. She is. She actually's got I feel like she's got a alicia silverstone look to her um she's done some comedy stuff before so i think she could pull off this role pretty well she was in uh the movie nice guys which is a funny one uh, john and i probably remember her best as um betty brant in the spider-man movies um i went with angori rice i don't know if i'm pronouncing her first name right but for me. uh a-n-g-o-u-r-i-e and then rice So if you see a picture, like, look up her as, like, Betty Brant, and I think you could absolutely kind of see maybe a little bit of hints. I mean, she's more nerdy and smart in that, but I think she can totally kind of glam up and -hmm. and be, do the comedic side of, and she does kind of has Alicia Silverstone look-ish to
0: me. Yeah, no, she does. yeah. Oh,
2: okay. She was the, she was, like, Ned's girlfriend. Mm, Yes, exactly. Briefly, and whatever. She was in Nice Guys. Uh, yeah,
1: she's also in Black Mirror. It looks like yeah, she's. What who's she things. in Black Mirror? Uh, let me get to that. I was because I was looking at her pictures.
0: Oh oh, she's in the the Miley episode. That was one of the worst ones. I think <laughs> I didn't like. I
2: didn't really care for that episode. Whoops. <laughs> okay. Well, all right then. Uh, all right. So I went with probably my biggest name on this. Um, she is in her early twenties, but that. Doesn't mean anything, you know. If yeah. if the Spider Man movies can cast all thirty and forty year olds as high school students, then uh, I <laughs> yeah. can get away with this. And I mean, she's got the perfect blonde haired look, and not that she needs to, but we already know that she kicks ass. I uh, went with Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, okay, yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. I I thought about her as well.
2: I, I think that that totally works. So I can imagine seeing seeing her being attached to this film. So uh, I, yeah, and she's only twenty four. Yeah. yeah. And she's a name. I mean, and yeah, she's got she's got the look. I can totally. See and that. she's a. I mean, she's a a good actress. I mean, admittedly, most mm-hmm. of the stuff I know her from and like her from is when she was a lot younger, uh, like Kick Ass yeah. and Hugo and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, um, I haven't seen. Uh, what was it, She was in. Wasn't she in the Neighbors movies?
1: Yes, she was, and I, I never saw at least like the second yeah, one or something. I never, I never saw, saw that those. either.
2: All right, Siobhan, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thanks for having for me for this episode. This was so much fun.
2: That was our Adam. Did you want to add something? No, I just I appreciate you being on. You did a
1: fantastic job, and uh, if you walk away with anything, walk away that John and I both liked, you know, or didn't dislike any of the stuff that you brought on. So I you know, done good. I love
0: that. I'm spreading the gospel. <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> All right, that was our recasting of Clues. Please join us next time
1: as John and I let our stomachs do the talking and we discuss our top 10
2: favorite 90s snacks. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at BlastFromOurPast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to Patreon.com backslash Blast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at Blast So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time.